We know that there's a concept of Dera and Rosh Hashanah. But on the other hand, we know that the people daven the rest of the year too. Why? If everything is decided and everything's sealed and everything's unchangeable after Rosh Hashanah, so what are we davening for? It's all, it's all happened already. So the first thing is for persons coming with that outlook, it's a very good thing to think that way before Rosh Hashanah starts because then the person's mindset is, I have to put all my effort into Rosh Hashanah. Here's where Hashem is deciding everything for the next year. As we know, He does. He does. There's a nice service Rosh Hashanah and Rosh Hashanah, how much a person is going to make, how much a person is going to spend, how much a person is going to lose. Uh, just one example. Uh, and some of the very, all the other things which Hashem looks at and decides Rosh Hashanah. So that's a decision not just for now, but for the entire year to come. And after Yom Kippur, the Gemara says, it's very difficult to change that. It's very difficult to change that. The Gemara says, is the time we have to daven when every yachid is answered. After Sarasim is not like that. But in that same Gemara itself, we see that the Gemara says it's difficult, but it's not impossible. So there's one first starting point is that is there the possibility of changing something which was next on Rosh Hashanah? Which most of the Gemara is, there is. It might need a lot of schosim, it might need a tfilis rabbim, what the Gemara says, the schos of a, of, a, of a tzibur, not just of a yachid. But things which are decided in Rosh Hashanah, to some extent, are changeable. Well, what? And in what way? What things in Rosh Hashanah can't be changed, what things can be changed, how can they be changed? And uh, the more glaring question is what Tosis asks in Rosh Hashanah, and that is, every day in Shemesh, we're asking for the same things again and again. We ask for health every day, and we ask for Parnas every day, and we ask for Chayin every day, and we ask for Chuv every day as well. And if these things are decided once a year in Rosh Hashanah, so what are we asking exactly? The Shana Azois has already been decided. And we're not talking necessarily now that we have the, the extra special schusim, whatever it's going to be, to, try to change a Gezerah. That's question number one. Question number two, and that is, does that mean that if a person does something during the course of the year, so now he has immunity until next Rosh Hashanah? Because he, he, when's he going to get judged for what he did wrong now? A person who uh, killed somebody in Heshvan. So now he has to wait till next Tishrei to get judged? He has to wait till next Tishrei to get judged? In the meantime, nothing happens to him because there can't be a din mid-year. So then, how does it happen that people can, get, can do something wrong and get punished the same year? When was that decided? If there was no shine in the middle. That's the second question. And the third question? The third question is the Gemara says already, it brings the Shetza and it brings the Pasuk, that it says, Lansa is Mishwat Avdoi, or Mishwat Ami Yisrael, Devar Yayim There's a concept of doing the Mishwat every single day. Because of that, there's a Shetza in the Gemara who holds it, a person's judged every day. And the Gemara doesn't pass like that. The Gemara holds like the shades that we only judge Rosh Hashanah. But nevertheless, there is a concept, the Gemara agrees, of the Pasuk, which says that there's a concept of Mishpat uh, after Mishpat Ami Yisrael, Devar Yom Biyom, on a daily basis. Okay, so this all brings us to the point, what exactly is judged in Rosh Hashanah, and what's not judged in Rosh Hashanah, and gets, does get judged throughout the course of the year. Throughout the course of the year. So now there are a number of different approaches to answering the question. Let's just give the Yusayt an understanding first, and then we'll talk about what the various Mephoshim say as practical examples of this principle. 
And what the Rishonim says like this. I'm really quoting the Ramban in Sharagmu, who talks about this Barichos, and he says very clearly. And what the Ramban says is like this. He says the dinner of Rosh Hashanah is to determine what a person deserves. The dinner of Rosh Hashanah is what a person deserves. Where is he holding? What's his status? And what he, what, what he deserves? And now why does it make a difference? So Ramban brings a very, very compelling argument. And the Ramban says, we know there's a principle that sometimes a tzaddik, Hashem, punishes him in this world for his avarice, so that that way he doesn't get punished in Gehenna. Similarly, we know by Rasha. There's a principle by Rishayim that Hashem, so to speak, gives them the reward for what they did in this world, so they can destroy them in the world to come. They have no debts that he has to pay them back for good things that they've done. Asks the Ramban, when does Hashem make that decision? When does Hashem decide this person is the tzaddik and therefore we're going to deal with him by punishing him to take away his avarice? Or this person is the rush and then we're going to decide, we're going to reward him to take away his chosim. Obviously, Hashem can't wait for that kind of decision until the person died because at that stage it's too late to pay him back in this world. And therefore, it has to be that at some stage in this world Hashem makes that decision. And Hashem makes that decision based on the person here where he is when he's still alive and that's going to shape the way Hashem deals with him. That's going to shape the way Hashem deals with him because it has to be the Hashem chooses which way to deal with the person when he's still alive. So when does Hashem make a decision in this world? Is which direction are we taking with this person? What category are we putting him? Explains the Ramban. That's the Dinah Rosh Hashanah. The Dinah Rosh Hashanah is to categorize a person, which means to look at him as what he, where he is, what he deserves. And now based on that original assessment, now we're going to decide what to do with him. If you want uh, an example, I have to give a marshal for this. Uh, when someone's wheeled into the hospital on uh, a stretcher, so the first thing you have to do is decide what's wrong with him and what's the, what's the treatment process going to be. What are we going to do with him? After that, we can now send him to the relevant department to take care of him. But the first point has to be, what, what are we, what, what, what's the goal? We, what's the problem? What's the goal? What's the, what are we trying to do with him? So that first stage process is Hashem judges on Rosh Hashanah which means where this person is holding right now, and based on that, what's the treatment plan? What's the treatment plan? Asks the Ramban a question, and he says people can change. So it could be Tavshin Pei base or Tavshin Pei Gimel. When a person was judged in Shemaim, it was decided that they the Russia, and therefore the way she was going to deal with them is give them success in this world to pay back their mitzvahs, because they, they don't deserve to go to Mabba. But people can change. And if that's the case, maybe this year, so then the person's done shiva, he's grown, he's improved over the year, he regrets what he did wrong, and if Hashem would reassess him this year, now he'd be a tzaddik. And now he does it with Vayna Mabba. Says the Ramban, that's what is a din every year, because Hashem is coming to check. Is a person in the same situation Hashem put him into last year? Maybe he's changed. People can change positively, and then people can change negatively. It can go both directions. And if that's the case, Hashem will reassess every year. And what's going to be with what happened the previous year, with the treatment for the previous year, so to speak? Says the Rabbi in Sharagmul, what's done is done. Which means, if in the past, Hashem decided this person is a Rasha, and therefore the way we're going to treat him is to pay him back mitzvahs in this world, those mitzvahs have been paid back. If now this person has crossed the lines of being a Tzaddik, and now Hashem is going to radically alter the plan, now that you're a Tzaddik, so now we're going to work the other way around. We're going to keep your mitzvahs. Why one year? There has a to month, be. Month, half a year. Oh, so what's the idea of year? We'll talk in a moment. But the first idea is that's the idea of Rosh Hashanah, which what the Rami, Ramban explains the Gemara, which says, "It's Sifrei Chaim and Sifrei Meisim of Sochim." 
Sifre Chaim with those people that are where they're explains it, who deserve who deserve Aylam And therefore, they're put in the category of the department, people are getting Aylam And now we're going to, uh, the Bezal Shemayat decides we're going to deal with them in this world accordingly. That doesn't just mean they're going to get punished. It's the other way around as well. A person, a person who is decided to be in the category of someone who deserves Aylam so a lot of Hashem's decision is to help him grow more, to help him get further. And a lot of times the success a person gets and that's what a person gets is once it's seen that this is a person who's growing, this is a person who wants to be a tzaddik, so we're going to assist him. Yes. Yes. Yes, yeah, so the Pasuk says, if a person is in the category of a Russia, it's so the Mishanim is signed of Alpanov. He gets paid back here and then once he's gotten paid back, he doesn't get paid back again. Chiva means So now you can change your category. What's been is been. It's been paid, it's been paid. So that's the idea of Rosh Hashanah. Now why is it once a year? Why is it once a year? So the idea is that there's a certain, experience, a certain cycle which Hashem decides this is going to be, let's say, the treatment plan for each person based on the status right now. This is what we're going to do with them. It's, uh, it's, it's the cycle of a year. It's a unit in time. And we take that cycle as, this is when, based on what the person was, then this is how, this is what's, the, the, the way that Mishra are going to treat him. And this applies to a lot of things. Because, we've said this previously, but it's an important point to always remember. The Rambam, and at the end of Hilchus Shavu, writes that even though we know the reward from it, this is not in and not in this world, and therefore the Rambam says, so what is all the times that the Torah promises as physical reward for mitzvahs? Like in Asik's Pasha. You listen to the mitzvahs, you'll be successful, and you'll be rich, and you'll have peace, and you'll have animals, and you'll have crops, and there'll be rain, and all the physical things. That's not the reward for a mitzvah. And the Rambam says it's true. The Torah is not offering the reward for the mitzvah. What the Torah is telling you is, if you're trying to keep the Torah, Hashem is going to assist you. And therefore all the brachas in the Torah are Hashem's assistance in order to do better. It's not the reward. The reward is something spiritual. It's the way Hashem chooses to deal with you. And when you see somebody who's sincere, and somebody who's committed, and somebody who's trying to do the right thing, Hashem is there to help. And if what that person needs in order to do better is that he doesn't have worries of health, or worries of finance, or worries of security, or whatever else it might be, so Hashem will say, I'll give you the ideal situation to grow more. But when's that decision made? When's Hashem deciding, this is the person who needs to be helped, and we're going to provide that help? Or Chastav Sarim, the Ram says, what's all the punishments in the Torah? The Ram says the same thing. That's not the punishment. The punishment is spiritual. So what are all the clonus and all the negative things which are going to happen to the Jewish people if they disobey the Torah? It's very simple. Hashem says, I'm going to stop you doing Averis. And if living in this luxury and health and wealth and uh, comfort was the source of Averis, then you're going to lose all those things. Because in Akhapasak says clearly, when you're serving your enemy when, with bricks and stones and you're reduced to poverty and servitude, you're not going to be able to do Averis anymore. Sars in this world are not Einish. I'm saying they're not an Einish. Sars in this world is because a person was misusing the bracha. It's not mechaper. It's mechaper if a person does tshuva. But it's not an Einish if he doesn't. So if, he, if someone gets Yisurim, he does not do tshuva, there's no kapar? Right, that's what I'm saying. Right, the Yisurim are, 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 are the kapar. The Yisurim are a person misused the gifts that Shem gave him, so Shem will take them away. Doesn't the Mormon bracha say that Yisurim is a kapar? What's tshuva? That's what I'm saying. Why does Shem why do we see it's Sadiqim with such bad Israel? Uh, it's, it's a question. It's a question, but I don't want to go into it now because it's a completely different discussion. Why, why should it be? And there are five reasons for that. We can talk about it a different time. 
So that's the first point. So there's an, the, the first point of Rosh Hashanah is the, is the decision-making process. What's the way we're going to deal with this person? And not just this person. What's they going to do with this place, with this country, whatever it's going to be. There's a decision process, which category they're in, and therefore what's the mahalik we're going to use to deal with them. Now, that's the first point. That, now there's the second point. I went back to my marshal. When, when the person's wheeled into the hospital on the stretcher by the, you know, the ambulances, and now they have to decide what's wrong with him and what's the treatment going to be. So now we're going to send them to the relevant department. And we understand what, 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 the, what the plan has to be. But the ones who have to administer the medicine every day and decide exactly what dosage to give and decide exactly how much, like how, how quickly to work it, that's, that's not the original decision, that's a, a subsequent decision, whichever area it is, that that's uh, what has to get dealt with. That's the second point. Which means, Hashem decides in Rosh Hashanah what this person deserves and what's going to happen to him. But now on a day-to-day basis, exactly how it's going to happen and which way it's going to happen and it's through which means it's going to come about then Hashem doesn't decide in Rosh Hashanah and this is a Gemara the Gemara says that which means how much money a person is going to make over the course of the year is decided that's a question of what he deserves or how much money a person is going to lose over the year is decided that's also what he deserves and exactly how is he going to lose it and exactly on which date in the calendar is he going to lose it it's clear from the Gemara that it wasn't decided in Rosh Hashanah and for example, the Gemara tells the story of the nephews of Rabbi Yechon ben Zakkai. When Rabbi Yechon ben Zakkai had a dream in El Rosh Hashanah, he had two nephews who were wealthy, and he had a dream in El Rosh Hashanah that it was decided that over the course of the year, they were going to lose 700 gold coins, which was a fortune of men. Okay, so Rabbi Yechon ben Zakkai gets to work, and at every opportunity that he meets his nephews, he tries to push them to give money to various soccer causes that he was promoting. And it's a Gemara in Bavash and the And... And uh, what happens is, over the course of the year, so he got them to give 684 gold coins to Stoker. Erev Yom Kippur, the police, the Roman police come and throw them into jail. So they're very worried. Uh, the Roman jail wasn't a simple place to be. So Rabbi Yechem comes to visit them, Erev Yom Kippur in jail, and he says, give me 16 gold coins and I'll get you out. I don't know how he got them out of that, but he did. And he said, how did, what, there was nothing compared to what they thought they would be responsible to get against Stoker. And he said, how did you know? So he told them I had this dream and I knew how much he hadn't yet paid. So that's what I, gave, that's what I tried, told you what you needed. But it's clear from that Gemara, the decision of Hashem wasn't you're going to pay 700 gold coins to the Roman government or you're going to lose it on this particular day of the year. It was a decision for the year. And whatever had was still outstanding on Erev Yom Kippur, so now we have to deal with it now because, like we said, the year that goes from Yom Kippur to Yom Kippur. There's not, there's not, there's not much happening on Hashem. There's a very, very big thing happening on Hashem. That's a very, very big thing. What's happening with Hashem is Hashem is deciding what you are and what's going to happen to you. This master shows that, I can, that it's not decided exactly how it's going to happen. And that's what's left for the rest of the year. Exactly the way it's going to happen, exactly the way it's going to come about, that's not decided in Rosh Hashanah. The result is decided in Rosh Hashanah. So and you're not sure if Hashem decided Hashanah, you lose money in the business way? So always, uh, that's open, and a person can change that. If you give money to the stock, and it's another Gemara, and the Gemara says in Rosh Hashanah, if Hashem decides, again, I'm quoting a Gemara in Rosh Hashanah, you can look it up in the Fidzayin, the Gemara says, if Klai Yisrael with Tzadik in Rosh Hashanah, and Hashem decides to send rain, how much rain to send, as much as the crops need, and then they become Rosh in the course of the year. So what's going to happen? So the Gemara says, Hashem will send the rain, but at times when it's not good. So it's not going to help them. Well, what was the sign of Rosh Hashanah? So we see clearly the same idea. What the sign of Rosh Hashanah was, what they, what's, what's deserved? Rain. This amount. 
That's again, it's not nothing. It's the, it's aleph. It's the most important thing. Now, the exactly how it's going to be brought into action, so that gets decided during the year. No, the most important factor is the result because that's something which can't be changed. Exactly how it's going to be implemented can be changed, but the, the decision itself can't be changed. For example, if Leilain has decided a person is going to live or die, that's not a changeable decision. That's either yes or no. Now, exactly how he's going to die, that might not have been decided yet. But you can't change that, that, that fundamental point. Somebody, if a person is going to be wealthy or poor, has decided. Exactly. That's what you said. That's something which is quite impossible to change. It's not absolutely impossible, it's quite impossible. The, but what can be changed... Also, just not. For the same reason, because uh, the, the, the major decisions can't be changed, the implementation can be changed, and that's why you'll see that all the things we ask for every day of the year, the one thing we don't ask for is Chaim. None of the brachas of Shoshana to directly ask for life. It comes of Agav and Simshalem. It's not Agav. We don't ask directly to give us life. Shoshana, that's the main filler. And that is because everything else is a question of how, or when, or which way. So we can ask for refer today, and we can ask for Pranasa today, we can ask for Regula today, and we can ask for Thais today, and all those things, which is decided on the, on the implementation today, we can ask for every day. Yes. So now the first thing we spoke about is the principle. And the principle is what's called, what's nigzar for a person, what's nigzar for a person, but the way it's going to come into practice, the way it's going to be implemented is decided, so to speak, and that's why there's still a reason to dive in every day. Obviously, the scope of the Tefillin Shoshana is much more global and it's much more important. But uh, the individual way that's going to be to play out on a day-to-day basis, so that's decided on a day-to-day basis as well. Now, that's the first point. The second point you have to understand, this is a mistake people make, and that is anything which has got to do with the person's Bechira isn't part of the Din, because that's left to a person's Bechira. The Din is what Hashem decides the person deserves. Now, if a person decides to exercise his Bechira and do something, just like Hashem doesn't decide before Shoshana, is this person going to be a Tzadik or a Russian next year? And is he going to be Shemesh Shabbos, not Shemesh Shabbos? Is he going to learn Torah? Is he going to be a Vatel Zman? That's not, that's Hashem is not part of the decision. That's up to the person. That's up to the person. So the same thing, anything which is a question of a person's Bechira is up to him. It's not, Hashem doesn't decide people's Bechira for them. But that brings us to a second point. And that is, somebody's Bechira, which is going to have immediate effect, also wasn't part of the day. It was a result of his Bechira, he did it to himself. So you gave an example before of suicide. Hashem wasn't going to a person to commit suicide. That's his Bechir. That's his Bechir. And if a person decides to, to kill himself, it's okay. So that just like a person can decide to do any of it, a person can decide to do it as well. It wasn't, the Hashem's Xerah was he was meant to live. And Hashem would have given him life. You decided to go and kill yourself. Hashem is not preventing you doing something, just like Hashem doesn't prevent you doing any of it in the Torah. That's a shadow that he's going to lose something. And now the question is just which way it's going to come about. It wasn't their Bechira to lose money. It was Nixon. If you want to give to Stalker, you could, and you'll get it back again. That's what the Mephoshim say. That when a person gives to Stalker, which either it's going to be in place of what they're meant to lose, or not. Otherwise, it's just going to the money back. So that's, uh, that, that's uh, the second point. 
Okay, it's a good question, but it's off topic. We can talk about stock at a different time. Let's just stick to the Rosh Hashanah. No, not at all. He tries to die. He's not himself. My whole of Tzfilah was that if you don't change Hashem's mind, you change yourself and all those different things. Throughout the year, what you do is the way implementation. The implementation, which means it depends what you deserve. That's very difficult. The Gemara says that it, it needs a special schosim, it needs rabbi, it needs... Someone's on their deathbed, we're doubling that, that we're hoping that their, their din wasn't death originally. One of two things. Either, either it could be that there wasn't an exile to die. But, but, and, so wait, Sorry? Which means even if a person is going to die eventually, if we keep him alive for another eight months, nine months, ten months, that's already a big difference. We can't keep him alive for more than If it was Nigzar that the person is going to die this year, if it was Nigzar that the person is going to die, then you can't change that. We're hoping to be a big, big enough source can change it, and there's a third option. And the third option is that the person wasn't Nigzar to die. But, we, but, and this is what we're going to talk about next, and then those things which are Nigzar, which are based on the person. Which means, there's certain facts in Rosh Hashanah, we said the two, the two very clear-cut definitions. The one is, what Hashem decides is going to happen to the person, and he can't change that. It's going to happen, whether for good or for bad. That's what things are to happen, based on what the person's like in Rosh Hashanah, and what Hashem decides that's the right thing for him. And therefore, that answers another major question. Because people say, why should we it at all? Hashem's always doing what's best for us. The answer is, that's true, based on the situation you're in. And if I can better the situation I'm in, then, then we may Hashem will do what's best for me in a better situation. So if a person in Rosh Hashanah is in the category of a Russia, so then Hashem will do his best for him as a Russia. If a person can uplift himself to being a tzaddik, Hashem will do his best for him as a tzaddik. Of course, that makes a big difference. Hashem will do his best for you as you are. So of course, changing yourself in Rosh Hashanah, the Trevor, the Maisim Tov, the the Twitter, whatever it's going to be, it makes the person better, so then it enables Hashem to do what's best for him in a better situation where he's in now. But the first thing is Hashem's decision, which is, like I said, very difficult, if not impossible, to change. The second part is things which Hashem doesn't decide, which means things which are up to a person's Bechira, and that's not something which Hashem decides, because that's the person's decision, not Hashem's. Hashem is not deciding if you're going to, how much time you're going to spend davening next year or learning next year, or how careful you're going to be in Harakha, that's up to you to decide. And now we, come, now we get to the third step. And that is something which is a little bit harder to understand, if you understood the two, the two extremes, we'll understand the middle point as well. And that is, there's an area of what Hashem decides for a person if a person does a certain thing. In other words, I'm making a decision based on what you do. If you're going to do this, then you'll get that. If you're going to do this, then you'll get that. Now, since there is a decision the person still has to make, so Hashem isn't setting in stone, this is what's going to happen to you, but He's setting the options in stone, which means you're going to have a decision this year. If you did this, this is what's going to happen. If you did that, this is what's going to happen. And then again, Hashem it's decided already in Rosh Hashanah. The result. It's not like the result is something which wasn't expected or wasn't decided, but it was decided with the factor of the person having to make the decision. Hashem decided infinite possibilities to infinite tracks of options. Once you're talking about the principle, that it can be infinite tracks and options as well. But then again, there's not something which is going to change the starting point. The, the hagdara of what the person is now doesn't change. The way, therefore, that the treatment plan of Hashem was the treatment doesn't change. But this applies to something which 
takes, takes into account that, a, we, that because of where the person is right now, we're going to give him a certain challenge. We're going to give him a certain design over the course of the year. And now we're going to lay down the options. This is what this person needs. If he's going to go a certain route, this will be the result. If he's going to go the other route, that will be the result. And that can all be nigs there as well. And that's what's necessary for the person where he is right now. Where he is right now, so it's necessary for him to face the change and overcome it. That would be the best thing for him. So Hashem's laid down. Your, what's part of your Xerah this year is you're going to be challenged. In this area, in this area, in this area. And it could be many, many, many. I'm just giving that the principle. And now, but part of the Xerah is also going to be that based on what you, how you react is what, 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 what the Xerah of Shemayim is. And therefore, let's go back to a case where Hashem decides, just for example, this person needs a chizuk and nerimuna. So what's Hashem going to do? I'm not saying what Hashem always does. Hashem has infinite possibilities. I'm just giving an example. So it says, you're going to put them this year in a situation where they're going to have to need their work on their muna very much. And therefore, we're going to put them in a situation that they have that challenge. If they're asked the challenge, then they'll, then they'll get, then they'll, they will receive whatever they're meant to receive from it. And if they don't, then they won't. So for example, sometimes Hashem uses Pranos as a tool like that. What a person needs for their growth is they have to understand that their Pranos is up to Hashem. So what's Hashem going to do? He's going to put the person in the challenge that year where suddenly they go their, their life is in jeopardy or they lose their job or whatever the case is going to be. And now, what's, how's the person going to react? Now, what Hashem wanted is you now put in the situation where you have to exercise Bitochen, use it, and then I'll give you. But if a person chooses I'm not using it, okay, then there's another option too. In other words, sometimes Hashem decides this is the Nisayin the person needs. And I'll get, so the decision for the year is, we're going to give you a Nisayin. And you're going to have to stand that Nisayin. And based on how you react to the Nisayin is what the next step is going to be. And so that, that's also a possibility in Rosh Hashanah. And that's why we can dive in every day also that we should be able to be able to Nisayin. We do. We ask for it every day because there is that option which Hashem can decide. Merosh, this year you're going to get a challenge. This year you're going to get, and now not maybe. There for sure areas like that because part of Hashem's plan with Hashanah is what's the treatment plan for this person? What's the best thing for him? It's not just a question of punish reward. A lot of times is he has to grow. He has to grow, and if that's the case. We, the, the part of the question of Hashanah is where are the challenges that we're going to put in this person's path so that it's going to force him to grow. And remember, that's built into the Rosh Hashanah too. What a person is going to get challenged with, and what a person is going to confront, and what a person is going to have to overcome, that's part of the plan for them. It's not just the reward and punishment stick that Hashem has. And remember, that's part of the Xerah too. The Xerah of Rosh Hashanah is planting your growth for the year. Whatever is necessary for that. Now again, those things which don't involve a person, Hashem decides on His own, so then it will happen. Those things which involve the person either completely or to some extent, so then it needs, it's up to the person to decide what he's going to do. But then Hashem is taking that into account as well. And a simple example for this is the Gemara. The Gemara based on the Tzvav. Which means, in that same Gzaira, that this year, this is the amount of money you're going to get, there's also an, an addition to that Gzaira, and that is plus an, an unknown amount. This year you're going to make $100,000 plus X. What's the X? It's up to you. Whatever you spent on Shabbos. So now that hasn't been signed on Rosh Hashanah because you haven't decided how much you're spending on Shabbos yet. So it's not like Hashem has decided by Rosh, you're getting an extra stipend of $50,000 for Shabbos. No, it's an unknown. Because it's up to you. And therefore things which are up to the person, it's nigzah that Hashem is going to respond. And therefore if the response is going to be, whatever you give for Shabbos, you're going to get back. So that's the Xerah of Rosh Hashanah. 
you're getting $100,000 plus ever much is spent for Shabbos. And if the Gzari is whatever a person gives to Tzedakah, for example, to Mahzakah's story, he gets back as well. And that's another X. You're going to get this amount of money plus this plus that. And well, those haven't been determined yet because that's waiting for you. That's waiting for you to decide. And so having other areas like that, we see that what Hashem decides is based on what the person does. So then that's the decision of Rosh Hashanah. The decision of Rosh Hashanah is this is the challenges we're going to give the person. And based on his reaction, based on his response, based on what he does, this is what's going to be the result. Is it possible that a person would do an average during the course of the year and get punished for it that same year? For sure it is. Because that was built into the system. Which means part of the desire of Rosh Hashanah was the person is going to get challenged in a certain area. And if he passes and this is, if he does well, this is going to be the result. And if he does badly, that's going to be the result. That can all be part of the dinner of Rosh Hashanah too. Whatever the case is, if a person steals and gets ends up in jail that year, the same year. So when was that next on him? That's that, no, I'm not talking about Hashem's Zayn. I'm talking about here, this world. He gets punished. When was it decided? Last year he hadn't started yet. Next year he's sitting in jail. So when did Hashem decide? The answer is the same principle. Hashem decided, I'm going to challenge you in this area. And, you, and based on what you do, that's what I'm going to decide now. If you're going to do this, you're going to end up in jail. If you pass, you're going to get that. That's all. So basically, Rosh Hashanah, let's go back to the side. And then what's Rosh Hashanah? The ikkah part of Rosh Hashanah says the Ramban is Hashem's decision what we do with this person next year. And that's based on what's best for the person, but based on the situation where the person is now. So sometimes the best thing for him is to, make it, to help him, because Hashem sees he's sincere in trying to grow, I'm going to help him grow more. Sometimes the best thing to do is to punish him, because the person's going the wrong track and he needs that wake-up call. Sometimes Hashem decides the person's a rusher, so that's the case, he's getting paid back as a reward in this world. Sometimes it's the other way around, Hashem pays back as a in this world, so he gets more than a little bit. Sometimes Hashem decides that for, for this person's growth, they need to be challenged in a certain way, they need to mechazek certain areas. You're going to put them in challenges where that's going to push them to make, have to work on a certain area. And then based on that, that's what we're going to give them. That's all part of Rosh Hashanah. The plan of Rosh Hashanah is the, goal, the, the, the game plan for next year, what's important for this person. Now the details, exactly which day he's going to make the part of that money out of the total that he's meant to make that year. Is it going to be more today or more tomorrow? Is it going to be and how, exactly how difficult it will be to make them? It will be with an easy customer or with a very difficult customer. All those things are decided on a day-to-day basis. There's a din every day of what's going to happen that day, like the Gemara says. That, 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 that's only in, in part, taking part of the plan of what Hashem decided for the year. The Chavetz Chaim writes this When he talks to one of his many letters, it's the outside today, so I wanted to mention it. At, at one of the many letters he talks about being Mechazak Shemir Shabbos. He says, people think that they're making more money by working on Shabbos. He says, I understand. The money they're making is decided on Rosh Hashanah. So all they're doing is, instead of making it a different day, they're making it today. But in the long run, they're not going to make anything more. Now what, Hashem didn't decide on Rosh Hashanah which day of the week you're going to make your money. If it was decided a person will make whatever it is, and he decides to do an Avera and make it on Shabbos, they'll be punished for the Avera, but it's not going to add more to the amount that he could have possibly made. That's the same you said. And therefore, is an into Davin Rosh Hashanah for sure. But the echo point of Davin Rosh Hashanah is to change your status. To change your status. Which means if I can be in a better place in Rosh Hashanah, so then the game plan for me is going to be different. Is there a point of Davin the rest of the year? Of course. Not because that's the same import, uh, major difference of changing what I am, but the decision of everything which was, which was decided in Rosh Hashanah, how it's going to be implemented on a day-to-day basis, so I can Davin that every day. And therefore we have to fill it every day. It's one level of tefillah. And then the Tzvila of Rosh Hashanah, which is altogether a different level. That's a tefillah which is going to define our status, not just for the next year. As the Raman spoke about, if Hashem decides a person's a Russian and pays him back schusim, in Be'etzim it's defining his future as well. 
it's the finding of Zainam Abba. Whatever he gets paid back for, he loses. And so the matter that Tfilah Rosh Hashanah is something much more global. And has a different point. It's not to decide the Pratim, it's to decide the class. It's to decide what the person is and what's the plan for him. That's what we have to work on before that in Rosh Hashanah. And even after Rosh Hashanah, and even after the Gzadina of Yom Kippur, everything's sealed and we can still dive in. And then it's diving for the, for the Pratim, for, on a day-to-day basis, for the Ask Hashem to do for us that day.